Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Players Podcast. I'm with Luke. Hello, Luke. Hello. With Joe again. Hello. Back with Anastasia. And a new one to Hi. the team is Ryan. Hi. So, gentlemen and ladies, um, we have got five questions today, or sorry, say four questions, and a debate, which we do normally. So, uh, first one we'll run through is going to be, you have came across or played, but let me rephrase that. It's not the game. It's potentially a level as well, because I've struggled to think of a game that was generally hard, apart from your obvious like Dark Souls and stuff like that. That's just because I'm crap at those sort of games anyway. <laughs> anyway, so uh, who wants to kick us off? Put your hands up. Yeah, we'll start with Joe because he's going to have at least 15. So yeah, we'll start okay. with Joe and then. Okay, Joe, how many uh, you got? No, I was good. I have one. What? I was actually able to follow basic instructions this time. Okay. Uh, I chose XCOM or really any game with an Iron Man mode just because. Okay. I'm notorious for, like, in a game where you have a squadron of people, I try to keep them all alive because I like to make up little stories for them. And especially in, like, XCOM and XCOM 2, where the character creation is so in-depth that I could make people I know. So, like, I'd make me and my friends, and then i watch my character go, like, get berserked and then charge into the battlefield and immediately melt. And I'm like, well, now I have to reload because I just died, and that can't be good. So, so what, but then what, when you play with Iron Man mode, it saves after every turn. So I really just can't make that kind of commitment. But then, you know, if it saves after every turn, could you then not like change what you did before? But I suppose if you're in like right. an unwinnable situation, like it saves after you make your action. Okay. Oh, so, so if so I move into a back. room. Yes, like if I move into a room and there's an ambush in that room, I can't get out of that situation. You got fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think I got three Mm -hmm. turns into my first Iron Man. I did this wasn't the game for me and stopped playing. Okay. So have you got another one on your list? No. A one one shovel knight? Nothing like that now? (laughs) Well, I mean, if I did that, I'd have to say all platformers, and that just seemed like too much of a cop-out. <laughs> um, so I'll go next. Uh, mine isn't necessarily a game, because uh, like I said, I suck at all hard games. Um, but for me, it's a level in a game. So uh, uh, imagine all of you would have played the old uh, the God of War games, the PS3 versions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember the level when you're in hell and you've got to climb out of hell. Yep. And you oh, have, the spike pillar. Well, and you yeah. have to climb well. up those dreaded spike pillars. Yeah. I died so many times on those spike yeah. pillars. Like, to the point where I, I just thought to myself, I'm not going to play this game anymore. <laughs> like, I, I remember getting to the top and then falling all the way down to the bottom and then just kind of <laughs> turning my PlayStation off, going upstairs and crying and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, it was, it was uh, that is probably yeah. one of the hardest moments I've had in video games. 
like in years. <laughs> and like I've played yeah. Bloodborne and I've fought the Orphan of Cause and stuff like that. But no, those darn spike walls, they broke me. They broke me. Yeah, especially when you have to climb them without getting damaged for the trophy in the HD remake. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <sighs> that yeah. was not fun. I'm just, it's just, it's just oh. not me. That's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm not all about that stress life. Anyway, um, enough about the spiked walls. Ryan, um, what is so, your hardest game or trophy yeah. or moment? For me, it's um, a new game that's come out recently, and it's in Iron Man VR. Um, I'm not sure if any of you played it, but there's a mission that's sort of like a bonus mission at the end of the story um, called the Golden Avenger. Um, now, to put it into perspective, it's automatically put on the hardest difficulty. And if you're on hard mode anyway, it's put on like an even harder one. Um, and it starts off relatively easy. You sort of get your normal enemies that you need to defeat, sort of that you've met throughout the game. Um, and then you get to like the second round and the most of the wave is probably, I'd say, one of the hardest enemies in the game. And there's like four to five of them. And the way they work is they sort of have a shield around them so you can't hit them and you have to sort of wait and they have to sort of lock onto you. And then as soon as they do, they'll fire a blast and you have to sort of move out of the way. But when you've got like four or you have them all on you, it's you have to have like spider sense reflexes to sort of move out of the way and try and get them in the time before their shields come back up. Um, so getting through it, I've played it like three or four times and I still haven't been able to complete it. I mean, I suppose you could claim whiplash. Mm. Like, the amount of time you should be flicking your head side to side then. Mm. <laughs> I mean, hey, when there's blame, there's a claim. So basically the the game expects you to actually be Iron Man to complete that level, yeah? Yeah, well, throughout the game, you sort of, you are, you feel like Iron Man and you're able to defeat them in other missions, especially on hard mode. It's quite, it's, it's, there's a challenge in it, but it's like, it's a challenge that you can overcome. But this one, I have no idea how there are people who have finished it. So no. they have definitely missed the chance to call out the Iron Man mode. um luke yes so i'm going a bit more old school with mine here we go uh mine is the bloody water temple level from ocarina of time christ almighty not another zelda one (laughs) i i'm sorry but jesus i mean i uh, you know what i'm going to extend it to all water levels in any game if you, for no reason whatsoever, start introducing water as a mechanic in a level for no other reason than to make it more difficult, I hate you, basically. And that water temple was, I spent ages when I was younger wandering around and around and around and around looking for keys that I somehow missed and hookshotting up to different ledges. It was a nightmare. I hated it, in my <laughs> opinion. I'm sure if I played it now, I wouldn't have as much issue, but that is stuck in my brain as like the hardest level I've ever experienced. Talking about war levels, um, I it's like oh yeah. Did you ever um? So when you ever like played like the game of war levels, or do you know ever watched a film where people are underwater and they're trying to get to the surface? Did you ever like hold your yeah. breath at the same time and see like if you could survive <laughs> the situation? 
I can't say I have, but I probably wouldn't last anywhere near as long as they did. So I, I did it with one of the Tomb Raider games. Um, I can't remember. I think it was the, the first Tomb Raider, the, you know, the remake ones. And um, yeah. she was underwater for quite a while, so I tried to do it, and I would have died at least halfway through that mission. <laughs> yeah, actually, Tomb Raider, yeah, that's another one. There's there's a bunch of underwater levels on those games, which are horrible. Um, more on the originals than the newer mm. ones. Um, but coming back to Joe's Iron Man mode, as somebody who completed Iron Man mode on the Vita version of XCOM, I can confirm that it is horrible. Not being able to to go back, like if you screw something up, you screwed it up. Basically, is is an, a horrible feeling, um, and especially when yeah, you, these these troopers when they first start, they're absolutely terrible. You need to level them up so when they start getting killed off and you've, you've had them since the beginning of the game, it's it's heartbreaking because you know that you're pretty much screwed and have to start again. And also, this character you've had since the beginning is now gone forever. I, I haven't quite made them after my own friends and things like that. because that, I think that would be a bit too real. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just sending my friends into certain death. But you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot you could do that next time. Um, yeah, you can name them whatever you like, make them look like whatever you like. You can even write yeah, their own custom is. backstory. It gets really yeah, in custom depth. Custom backstories, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I playing the. I used to play the original back on PC, and it's the the reboot re- re- they've done is really good. It's quite faithful to the original. I might have to give it a go again once again eventually once I've cleared the rest of. I think it's on PlayStation now. So oh, I've got XCOM two. Um... XCOM 2 I've not played so much of, but I know it's really hard. Mm, I've heard it's hard, but I'll probably get through it once I get to my never-ending list of backlogs. <laughs> Which you get to, yep. <laughs> Which gets added to all of the pretty much every day. Anyway, um, Anastasia, what's your famous level war game? So, for you guys, at least, the level that you've mentioned is actually hard within the scope of the game. But for mine, it's kind of, it's, it's at the beginning of Bloodborne, the first group of enemies you meet by the fire. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get past that. So, did, wow. did, you, um, did you manage to even face, like, a boss? No. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, Christ, you take the expression, get good to the next level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like so, that is uh, yeah. So, like, how many times did you attempt to beat the people by the fire? About five or six times. Well, you just give up in the end. Yeah. So, is it safe to say that you're not a Souls player? Um, I guess so. Okay. I mean, I suppose that's fair. Very important question. Very important okay. question. Did you go down the main road and fight them head on, or did you take the side path and pick them off one at a time? I, I won't lie. When I looked back on it, I did realize I did a very stupid thing. But the game was already back at the game shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Oh, I've never heard yeah. someone say that. I mean, oh. I mean, as... Somebody who's platted Bloodborne, platted Bloodborne, I can say it gets harder. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that is true. 
Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> safely say you you drop the game at the right point, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ, I can imagine if you got behind that door and then you faced the first ogre. Yeah, that's um. Oh, that's that's. But at least at least you didn't waste any more time on it. I suppose at least you you realised no, I can't do this. Move on, rather than keep going and going and going and then ripping your hair out. Yeah. Hey, the thing is, they said you tried, right? So kudos for that. <laughs> um, so the next question we're moving on to is glitch trophy experience. So we spoke about this yeah. a bit last week, uh, if you remember right in. I said this was going to be the subject last week uh, because I had a little bit of a rant, and so I'm going to carry on my rant now. So mine was yeah. Skyrim, right? Oh, so gosh. I have not still platted Skyrim. All because of the stupid mages quests. Okay? The College of Fucking Stupidly Winterhold, or whatever it's called. I think it's Winterhold. Anyway. No, you got it on the first one. So, you get to the point where you've got to speak to, oh, I don't fucking know her name, Barbara. I'm going to call her Barbara for namesake. (laughs) Barbara. Barbara the Wizardess. And you have to speak to her. And if you don't speak to her, the quest is a progress. But whenever I try and speak to her, she doesn't give me the option to progress the quest. So I've Googled this, and it is an un, basically a, an unfixable <laughs> bug. Oof. So because this is an unfixable bug, I either have to start the game again and go through the quest line again to get it, or just not quit, not 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 play. Mm-hmm. And I've just I've just not got the patience now to do it. So I remember I contacted um, Beth the, 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 the yeah, let's do that again. You um, went to Todd himself, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I. I I remember tweeting them and saying, like, your game is shit. Like, <laughs> you, you fucked me over here big time. And they, they replied to me, and it's like, what's the problem, sir? Like, can you send us a save? And I sent them a save, and it's like, hmm, yes, I can see there's a problem with this. We'll get right on this. And they never did. They never got on it. They didn't do anything about it. All right? They, sent me, the save. They, they sent me the save back, and they said it's all fixed. It wasn't fixed at all. It was still broke. All right? So now, fuck Skyrim. They, uh, Todd. So to be fair to them, the designers were probably working on the PS5 version at the time. So yeah, yeah, it's it, hard to fix to Skyrim be when to you're them, working on Skyrim yeah. Six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So to be fair, but no, that's my that's my rant over. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I um I haven't had too much issue with glitch trophies to be honest. No. I um. I don't have one. No? <laughs> no. Oh. I, 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 I got quite lucky, touch wood, that um, like if I've looked up a trophy guide and it said, oh, be careful of this trophy, I haven't had any glitch. The only one I could probably say that I've had is one for uh, Skyscrappers, which there's a trophy for completing the campaign with all four characters, but it only unlocks if you complete all four in one session, which doesn't take long. It's about 20 minutes per character. Um, but I didn't read that beforehand, and so it did glitch on me, but it's easy enough for me to go back and do it. I just haven't been bothered. Um, so, yeah, I haven't had anything to the point where it's broken my game and I've had to redo the game like you're going to have to. Oh, what do you mean you're going to have to? I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to. Gonna... Uh, Joe, I think we know what uh, Harry's next game is, yeah? Oh, yeah, most definitely. backlog. <laughs> On his league table. <laughs> fucking ban you. <laughs> I, I I know he's gonna punish me for the next for the, my next game on the league table. It's it's fine. 
Uh, Ryan, what's your? Have you had any experience um, with pitch trophies or anything? Up? Had two um, from the same game, um, from the same company, Bethesda, and yes, great. <laughs> so this is um in Fallout Four, and this is the Beverage Trophy and the Benevolent Leader Trophy. Um, ah, Benevolent Leader. Yeah. For a benevolent leader, if you don't know, you have to get 100 happiness in one settlement. Um, I did, and it still didn't ha- uh, come through. And this bugged me because I'm like, I, it's there. I can see it. It's 100 happiness. There's clearly no other way this should work. So I was on like Reddit, on Twitter and everything, trying to work out what was wrong. And there was still nothing I could do. So just like, oh, no, I'll just scrap it. So in Fallout 4 just sort of sat there with one trophy left till the platinum, just there for like four years. And I thought, oh no, I'll finally do it. And this time, I, thankfully, I have got it. So that's out of the way. And Beverage Year was sort of just the late one, which I thought, okay, I've platted the game. I may as well, as I'm quite close, 100% it. Um, I wish now I never had that thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> Beverage Year is in Nuka World where you have to get, you have to craft and drink every version of the craftable Nuka-Cola recipes that you have to find and then obviously create. Um, Mm. When I have a look on all the trophy guides, there was no bug that I could find with it. Um, That I sort of researched and everything. So I thought, okay, this might be a relatively simple one as I've got all the ingredients on me anyway and just play in the game normally. So I did it all and I had them. I drank them all. I didn't really create a save because I thought I could get this done in 20 minutes it'd be alright and I didn't get it so I did it three more times going back 20 minutes about two hours later I thought I'm not going to get this trophy and just thought I'll call it quits and 100% will never be obtained and I still haven't been bothered to do it to this day and do you would you think you'll go back to it eventually uh, probably but I doubt I'll have to probably create a new save just in case that's the problem but I will probably not <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, I'm with you, mate. Fuck Bethesda. <laughs> we'll rise together. <laughs> um, Joe, I'm looking forward to this. How many have you got for us? Um, I don't have many because all of my hard ones from last week were due to glitches. But I was able to find one that I missed, which was from The Last Guardian. It's called All Talked Out. And I don't know if any of you have played The Last Guardian, but the way it works is you're playing through a story that's being narrated. And if you just kind of hang out in an area and don't know what to do, the narrator will drop you hints as to what to do. And you have to hear all of those. And there's no real trigger to make them happen. They just kind of happen randomly. Sometimes they can happen within 15 seconds. Sometimes they can take four hours. That's an actual number I had when I was going for my run. And um, there's no way to track them in-game unless if you physically have a list and cross off every one you hear. So I spent about 45 hours on a three-hour game trying to get every hint. And I finally got to the last part of the game, got the last hint, crossed it off my list, and nothing happened. So I had to do it all over again because I either missed one or it glitched on me. And then I, I did finally get it, but after that I decided I don't want to play this game anymore and put it away, and I still have to go back for my no-death run. But uh, yeah, that's that's my story of spending about 
70 hours on a game that can be beaten in three. What? Why would you do that to yourself? Because I thought the Platinum would be easy. PSN Profile said it was a 5 out of 10, but they're lying (laughs) bastards. (laughs) (laughs) And um, thankfully, I've also had some experiences with glitches that work in my favor. Such as uh, last night, I've been trying to finish God of War 2018. And I got the one for destroying all of Odin's ravens, even though my counter said like 46 out of 51. Mm. Yeah, same thing happened to me. I think so, there's yeah, one of the extras in the game for that trophy. Yeah, you only need to destroy 51 for the challenge, and it just kind of gives you the trophy whenever it feels like it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I see that as retribution for all of the bad glitches I've gone through in the past. Fucking better stuff. Um, Anastasia, do you want to finish us off on this question? So I've had a few problems with Gordon's factions and SpongeBob that have stopped me from getting the platinum. First, I had this issue where it showed me on the save file that I had found 100, but when I went in-game, it showed me that I got 99, but then when I checked the map, gold. And then when I started a new game, I had this glitch where Mr. Krabs wouldn't give me the... Spatula after beating the um, King Jellyfish. Do you know it? I believe. It really annoys me in that game because Mr. Krabs is not voiced by Clancy Brown. No, he's and not. I fucking hate that. I hate that. <laughs> like, can you imagine if Spongebob wasn't voiced by Tom Kenny? Like, they'd be an uproar. Why, why would they not? I know. It's, like, when they brought the game back out, like, you know, rehydrated... Why would they not revoice some of the actors to put the prop ones back in there when he is contracted doing SpongeBob at the moment? It just it, it bugs the shit out of me that it's not him. It doesn't even sound remotely like <laughs> him either. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't watch SpongeBob in English, so I didn't really know. There you go. Well, well, you missed out then. Well, Clancy Brown is iconic for Mr. Krabs, yeah. so. Isn't it? To not use yeah. his... The Polish one is pretty accurate, to be honest. I need to quickly Google this, actually. Clancy Brown, is he the one that's... Um, <laughs> isn't he in yeah. Detroit, become human? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's uh, Hank, I think yeah. is his name. I thought he was, you know. I thought he rang a bell. Yeah, he's in, he's in a lot of things. Is he? Oh, no, yeah, no, he yeah. was uh, Sturter in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, for the weekly <laughs> debate, Joe, you can kick off, kick us off as normal. What is the weekly debate? Okay, our debate this week is all about pre-order and early access culture, and this is this is something I have some things to say because oh. I really just think it's a pure cash grab, honestly. Like, I get the idea of pre-ordering something to ensure you have a copy, but I just hate how so many different stores each have their own. Well, if you pre-order with us, you get this special gun. But if you pre-order with us, you get this special map. Oh, but if you pre-order here, you get a discount on the season pass. It's like, well, how about you guys, instead of just trying to steal my money from me, just give me what I want. And 
it really irks me like when I go to a store and I just go in, hey, I'm looking to uh, buy this game. So I buy it. And as I'm leaving, it's like, hey, do you want to pre-order any games? No, if I want them, I'll buy them on my own time. Well, you know, if you don't pre-order it, you may not get it. Okay, if it's not here, I'll just buy a digital copy. Like, um, that really irks me. And I feel like that's more of the stores than the culture. But the culture has influenced the stores to be like that. But then, what else annoys me about that? Like you just yeah. said, when they, you know, when they said, you know, you're not going to guarantee the copy. But in my lifetime, living in England, I don't think I've ever actually come across one time where I have not pre-ordered the game and I've gone in there on launch day and picked it up and they've had countless still in stock even though I didn't pre-order. So, you know... I, oh yeah, well, it's all it's I'm, all just a scam, honestly. Yeah, I'm sort of on the same boat as you, if I'm honest. I, 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 I don't understand why people have different, say, like you said, different uh, pre-order options. So... You pre-order with game, you get this golden mm-hmm. skin. You pre-order with uh, Amazon, you get the silver skin instead. Um, pre-order on the digital, even like digital stores are doing pre-orders now as well. It's like, yeah, I, I can understand the yeah. pre-purchase options, and you can get it downloaded ready, which I I think is absolutely fine because you know why wouldn't you want to get it pre-downloaded? But the pre-order side of things. Is, mm-hmm. But I suppose for digital, I, I don't really see a problem with that, actually, because once you've bought something digitally anyway, you can't refund it unless you go down a horrible route. Um, the physical side of things, no, I, haven't, I haven't, like I said, I haven't pre-ordered since that yeah. god-awful Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> okay. It's all about... Um... You just had to give it an extra year, that's all. No. You just had to give it an extra year. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I may go back to it eventually. <laughs> eventually. Big words. Big I words. Mean, I'll give No Man's Sky a, ch- a try again. Yeah. Once they let me down. There the you first go. Time. But then yeah. No Man's Sky was act- was still quite good in a sense. Yes, they didn't bring out a lot of stuff they promised, but No Man's Sky was still a- an alright game. Yeah, it just wasn't what they promised. That was no. the biggest issue with No Man's yeah. Sky. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Mass Effect and Dominic right. was just a pile of steaming shit. Was. And was. Well, because I haven't played it, so I'm speaking in the past tense. Um, what is this? Pardon? What did you say, Anna? Yeah, oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah. about Messi, what's your thoughts on pre-orders so i uh as i said in the the chat i used to work at a game store so uh, i've probably got a slightly different perspective of this um so as you said uh harry that you you'd never had a game that didn't come in and that's quite true for the big releases um call of duty things like that but i do remember two games that we sold out of Mm -hmm. when they came out on ps3 and that was demon souls we received three copies of Demon's Souls when it came out on the PS3 because they considered it a Japanese title that nobody had ever heard of, nobody's going to buy. We got three copies of it. Um, and nobody had actually pre-ordered it, so the staff bought all three copies because we knew what it was. So we were like, yeah, we're, we're getting on this. Um, and Deadly Premonition was the other one, yeah. which again was a, a niche game that they thought nobody would like, so they, they only sent in three copies of that as well. 
Um, so those did sell out immediately. But Call of Duty, thing, Call of Duty used to sell out on launch day as well um, because it's Call of Duty. Everyone would flood to it and just buy it. Mm. Um, I I hate pre-order bonuses as they are. Like with, oh yeah, if you pre-order a game, you get this one. If you pre-order here, you get this one. Um, my favorite pre-order bonus that they used to that they did uh, was when Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two came out on the PS3. It had a pre-order bonus for different shops that you could get a different character from different shops, but it wasn't like a DLC code that you got with it. It was a cheat code that you put into the game. So everyone quickly realized that it didn't matter where you bought it because somebody had put all the codes on the internet. <laughs> so you pre-ordered it to get that specific character, and then actually you could just get all three. <laughs> so yeah, that was quite funny. Um, that was back before they realized they could make money out of it. Um, so yeah, um, I don't agree with having a, I mean, skin so much I'm not bothered about, but if it's something that does make the game easier and not that I can think of any situation that's actually happened, um, I don't think, I mean, I think there was, uh, I think Devil May Cry pre-order bonuses used to get like extra red orbs and things like that that would help you out in the game. I don't, uh, that seems pointless to me that you can just get that pre-order. Well, yeah. I anyway. mean, I, speaking about that, I actually bought that edition on the, um, what's it called? The, the PS, PSN store. PS, um, yeah. Because yeah. it was on, like, it was really, it was dirt cheap at the time. And I didn't see yeah. the, just the normal version. So it was DMC with the okay. additional red orbs. Yeah. So I picked up not knowing what it was. But the amount you get is actually quite abysmal for what, like, you need to upgrade. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, that's not too bad then. <laughs> so, like, for example, if there's, I don't know how many orbs it says it gives you again, but like that only gives you like one upgrade. So it's okay. absolutely yeah. push. Yeah, of, like terrible. Yeah, it's it's awful, and I, I don't I don't understand games like that that do that that give you single player upgrade options. So yeah. like Ghost of Tsushima yeah. has done that. Um, on their deluxe edition that gives you an upgrade point if you get the deluxe edition and okay. I'm not entirely sure why they do that like yeah. why why give someone more of a I don't know single player advantage because they've spent more money on it and, you know I, I, mm. I don't I don't understand I, the concept of that yeah I mean that could be a whole other argument about the different editions of games I don't I don't agree with those either like how can 25 quid more for some invisible digital stuff be worth it like i I understand collector's editions real real life collector's editions that you buy you say spend 100 pounds you get a figure you get a nice map things like that but like 25 quid for digital content that's probably not going to give you that much in game anyway seems kind of pointless for me Um, Joe, note yourself. There might be people who disagree with that. <laughs> note yourself, Joe. Next week. Oh no, I completely agree with the whole. Yeah. Like when I ever see like the deli- digital deluxe edition, what does that even mean? Yeah. I will only ever buy them if they're equal in price, yeah. or sometimes they go cheaper than the actual game because of the way the sales work. <laughs> so that yeah, has the only like game I, got, I can um, think of. Assassin's- um, the only game I can think of that had a good uh digital deluxe edition was God of War 2018 because it comic, which they then later made free because a lot of people wanted to read it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll, um, we'll we'll bring it back to the pre-orders because yeah. that's yes. going to be yeah. Sorry, our, back to pre-orders. That's yep. going to be our, yes. That will have definitely be another week's discussion. Okay. Yes. That I keep that note that down. Uh, we'll have that as a weekly debate event soon because um, I can yeah. see that being quite juicy because um, I thought about yep. it quite a lot actually all the different editions and that and do I agree with it sometimes but most of the time no as well as everything else with gaming these days yeah. um, and any anything from anyone else about the weekly debate so the pre-orders um, yeah <laughs> I mean thing, I, I pre-ordered a specific game that I won't mention and I went to the midnight release for it, and honestly, going to get pick up a game at midnight is surprisingly nice. Okay. Um, and honestly, that's made pre-ordering it worth it, in my opinion. It's um, it's nice for the people buying the game. Not so much, not so nice for the people that have to be there for the. Uh... Yeah, it's not very nice. But... I I did a few midnight releases, and they oh, were. Um... They were interesting. I remember one midnight release I did. There was a guy yeah. who just turned up. He wasn't there for the game. He just thought we were open. <laughs> and he came in and was like, he was like trying to buy a Wii. And we were like, no, you, this is Call of Duty. It's like, are you not buying Call of Duty? He was like, no, no. It's like, well, we're only selling Call of Duty. <laughs> it's like, we're not, we're not helping you with your Wii purchase. What the hell? So did you not let him buy it the Wii? It was really random. No, we didn't let him buy a Wii because we were like, yeah. we, we had a massive queue of people to buy Call of Duty and we were just like what are you doing here like <laughs> well how have you just wandered in here like we were in the middle of a big shopping center that was only open at midnight for us there was like fences so that you could only get into our shop um so i have no idea right. how like why this guy had just wandered in but he had probably drunk i am um, yeah. you can never overestimate how is, stupid I'm people really- can be that's, <laughs> that's just reminding me quick actually when I, I last went to a midnight um, release I think it was for uh, I think it was for Grand Theft Auto um, when it first came out on the PS3 yeah. and I, I went to that midnight release and yeah. I, I remember standing in the queue waiting to go in and some pisshead walked past some pisshead student walked past and was like oh look at you lot embarrassing I'm waiting for a game bear in mind this guy is walking along with a shirt ripped and like alcohol all over himself, <laughs> calling us embarrassing. And I remember <laughs> some bloke in the queue. Yeah. Uh, it was, I think, he was some quite big bloke, you know, quite muscly or whatever. Like, we walked down to him and said, "What the fuck did you say?" <laughs> and this guy just like <laughs> bolted down the road. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. No, well, it's against the drunks. Midnight release. <laughs> For that the thing is, I turned up at like quarter to midnight, and m- my dad's car was the only one in the um, retail park. Nice. I was literally the only person going to get that game. <laughs> is, this, is this the game? It, there was no cube. Five minutes. The the game that shall not be named. In and out. That's probably why. The game that shall not be named. <laughs> I mean, it did get criticised before, so why there was no queue. I don't blame. <laughs> what a waste of time! You wasted those poor game yeah. staff time. <laughs> poor Luke. 
Um, what, about, yeah. what about you, Ryan? Have you no, that would have been nice. Um, I mean, I can't really say much on the matter considering I've like pre-ordered like three or four games just for the point of just getting them on time and then still not picking them up on release date and then not playing them for about a week. So, I mean, I mean, my biggest offender is probably pre-ordering the collector's edition of Fallout 76, which, I mean, we can probably Ooh. spend an entire podcast on describing why that isn't a good idea and <laughs> the, the bad history it has. Yeah. That's a good game. I got it essentially for free and that was still too much money. <laughs> you, wanted the, you wanted them to pay you to take Should it off have you. Paid you. Yeah, they should have paid me to play that game. God, and I then to ask for another hundred I... quid for Fallout first. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> there was one time I went into a Walmart near me and they had like an Xbox One bundle. So the bundle came with Fallout 76 and then they included an extra copy of Fallout 76 for free. <laughs> so you got two copies for the price of an Xbox. <laughs> Wow, what, um, I mean, I think we could do a, I think we could do a whole podcast just bashing Bethesda. I think, yeah. I think that's I mean, what's what's going. You really on here. could, right? Yeah. You don't really get much luck with Fallout, do you? Hmm? What was that? You don't, you don't really get much luck with Fallout, do you? No, not really. <laughs> I think you should probably just stop playing. Yeah, he sat there with a Fallout pit boy. Yeah, I've got the pit boy from Fallout Four. I've got the helmet from Seventy Six, and I still say, "Oh, it's a bad thing." <laughs> probably because it is a bad thing. Um, so uh, the question, last question of the evening or even afternoon before the uh, shout outs the ghost of Tsushima have any of you played it, watched it gonna buy it I have, I will give you my little feedback in a minute but first I would like to hear from any of you guys I, um, I haven't got it yet I think I will get it um, I've got a couple of friends that are playing through it at the moment, and one of them said he's spent about 12 hours and he hasn't even done the first actual quest yet. Yeah. He's been doing all the side stuff because apparently on his on his oh. way to the main quest, all the side stuff has just been jumping out at him, basically. So he's, uh, yeah, he's taking his sweet time with it. But at least he's getting his money's worth. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, that's my thing with wanting to try and, like, plat games and like trying 100% games and stuff like that because then I generally feel like I do get my money's worth and then I feel like yeah. I've actually thoroughly enjoyed it that way if I do it like that yeah where it's you know a lot of the games on my list have do not have that same uh, <laughs> respect at the moment <laughs> especially uh, with some of the games that I've bought recently but we will not talk about them um, I mean, I'm yeah, glad you joined uh, the My Name is Mayo Club. <laughs> you're getting very dangerously close to getting lost in the sauce, my friend. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, Mr. Masagi's a game, though. Me and, um, me and Bellstar was playing it last yeah. night. And some of the stuff on there was absolutely ridiculous that you've got to do on it. Yeah. But you've got to date um, a mayo jar, because obviously it's from the same creator. Yeah. So you, you've got to yeah. date with a mayo jar. Um, so yeah, nice. you can imagine some of the conversations you have with that. You're talking about the yeah. mayor wanting to put his sauce all over you, and I yeah, I haven't I haven't actually done that one yet, but 
I'm sure when I get really, really desperate for a plat, I'll uh, I'll I'll pick it up. When you're starting to withdraw <laughs> symptoms. Yeah, yeah. When I haven't had one for like a month, I'll just quickly pick that up. <laughs> um, but yeah. swiftly going back to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, yep. What about the rest of you? Had it, played it. Gonna buy it. I'm definitely gonna buy it once I have the funding to do so, because hmm. it does definitely look like my kind of game. And I will definitely be that person who is 36 hours in and has done three story quests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's difficult because that's, that's, that's my only problem with games that come out that are really good quality. Because, you know, you've got the last, what is it, a month ago now? A month, month and a half ago? Um, just yeah. about, yeah. This has just come out. I obviously I haven't even got like a quarter of the way for the last was two, and I feel like Ghost of Tsushima is going to be another game like that where I don't want to play it that much because I just don't want to finish it. Um, so that's why at the moment I'm still trying to stick to my league table and still trying to go for Dark Souls. And yeah. Get through yeah. that, and then I'll give a little bit of loving. But from what I've played of it, I only I only played like fifteen minutes. So I didn't. I can't. There's nowhere near enough to give a like an overview of what it's like. But the the combat was so fluid, and it's it's. I was speaking to Belsar about last night. I was playing it, and it's the good thing I like about it is the sword play is it's gen it's genuinely like sword play. So you know, if you slice someone, ninety percent of the time you will kill them. It's not like you have yeah. to hit them eight times over with your sword for them to die. If that right. makes sense. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you stab if you stab someone with your sword, they will die, no matter what size they are. Now, are you just as but squishy as the enemies? I was gonna say, yeah. That that's the yes, and the, you are. So if you get start getting cut, you will die. <laughs> and that's what I really like about it is that the realism side of things is there. It's not a, a just a spam sword button until you start killing all of them. Like there is I'm some. Just... Now I'm just waiting for all the reviews to come out. I'm waiting for all the reviews to come out now that the embargo is lifted and it's just going to be all this is the Dark Souls of open world exploration games. <laughs> it's it's not hard. It's de- it's definitely not hard. Like it's not like like Dark Souls. Or... I know some people refer to it as that. Well, I'm just saying because whatsoever. they said Cuphead and Crash Bandicoot were the Dark Souls of platformers, yeah. so anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why I can see why Crash Bandicoot was, but fucking high road. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was it was brutal. I'm supposed to mention that for hardest levels. Yes, yeah, so was I actually. <laughs> this is my me, high road, Crash Bandicoot, hardest levels. High, the high road <laughs> and oh, what was the other one? There was, was an, it the there extra was, level. There, no, there were two. There were two with the the crappy bridges. There was the high road and something else. I can't remember. So All I remember is I, I must have done about 250 different runs to get the gold relic on those bloody levels. I never even got the, like, the, the, the plats for any of those games. They pissed oh, off. I, I got the first and the second. I haven't got the third yet, even though apparently it's the easiest. <laughs> I might go back to eventually, like I say, to every other game. I'll play. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, um, a, that's a catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna add that to my bag. Like, yeah, I'll get yeah. around to it eventually. Get around yeah. to it eventually. Yeah. I'm gonna be gaming till I'm 102 at this rate. Yeah, do you know what? I'm actually keen to see 
I was looking at my um because I was updating the league table just a minute ago, and I was I was looking at my my backlog um of my list, and I'm keen to know how many hours each game of that takes to complete, <laughs> um, so that I can roughly work out how long it would theoretically take me. But oh, I. I I kind of want to do it, but in the same sense, I don't because if it turns out it's like this will take you at least a year of full gameplay, <laughs> then I I will know that I have failed as, yeah, a, as a gamer I in life. Feel like it would be soul destroying, and I would start crying if I did that for my list. So I'm not going to. But the thing is, uh, by me doing that, I guarantee I'll still be I'll be looking at this this list backlog, thinking, "Oh my god, I've actually got to play for a year straight with no sleep, no breaks, nothing." To clear this backlog while still on my phone, currently buying other games. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a it's a lose lose. Really. Every time there's oh. a new sale, oh that looks good. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, new sale. Oh, it's there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Lastly, then, uh, shout outs. Uh, so there's only one major one this week. There was no yeah. reason why we'd even have to put up the nominations. Apparently. I was going to say, I think it could have been just a, an easy no vote. <laughs> yes, uh, but we yeah. it's a demo- it is a democracy. That we is true. That is true. Um, so obviously, it does go out to uh, Alex, otherwise known as Ocean for Alex, for Outlast Two. Um, yeah, I feel. I, mean, I feel but, like this is his second plat of the week as well. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. This he man is, is just like a well-oiled machine. He's hugging all the praise. <laughs> he is. He's he's incredible on how what he does, and he's obviously now gone through God of War. So yeah, and I guarantee he'll probably finish at least three games by the time I get through Dark Souls. <laughs> well, I was impressed at how so quickly he was... gave up on Judgment. To be fair, yeah, that well, was uh... <laughs> the fastest retirement. Yeah, <laughs> that was quick. I don't so, blame him. Yeah. Judgment is a long game. Yes. Well, I looked at the... Obviously, when I've chosen games, I always go through the list and see what I've got, and then I will then decide, obviously, on the points based on difficulty and length. And it did say it was, like, a 40-plus-hour game, but the difficulty wasn't that bad. But I think it's just the length of game which, obviously, deferred him from doing it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, before we go, just quickly check on you guys. How are you getting on with your games? Joe? Joseph? Apparently he's not, not at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apparently he's not very good at the moment. Um, what about you? Well, I, uh, I'm about 30% into Mirror's Edge. I'm loving it. I'm glad I'm being pushed to play it because I love the original. So it was a bit annoying that I bought Catalyst and then never played it. <laughs> Um, but well, I'm hearing some crackling in the background, so maybe that's Joe trying to talk. Hello. Um, yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, hey, I'm Hello. alive again. I'm doing really well. There you go. Um, but yeah, I'm really in, the parkour is just amazing. It just feels so fluid, and it's it's nice to just run around glass and the sea, um, and just like yeah, jump off things and roll around and all the things I'd never be able to do in real life. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't recommend running on glass in real life. Yep. <laughs> um, and Joe, you, what about you? How are you getting on with yours? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I just beat the second boss in the surge, so I'm about a third of the way through, I think, because there's six main bosses. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm currently taking a bit of a break from that and trying to wrap up God of War. Are you trying to beat Alex? 
Uh, no, I'm just trying to finish God of War so I can stop playing it. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to have some I'm major hot from, takes for y'all in a few weeks. From episode one. Uh, the nostalgia. <laughs> Um, and obviously, um, Marsh, uh, sorry, Anna says you retired yours, and Ryan, you don't have one nope. at the moment. No. So, mm-hmm. for yours. Oh, someone else is getting involved there, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's it. Anything from you guys? Nope. Okay. No, I think that's all good. Well, I've said everything I have to say. Any more burning questions you need to ask? Uh, no? Cool. No, some of these are in the background, but yeah. yeah. Sorry, it was my brother. As normal, thanks again for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, You're welcome. Some of the stuff I've heard, especially about Bethesda <laughs> and Ryan's hate for Fallout. Um, nope, been an absolute pleasure. We'll join again next week. I'm not too sure what we're going to discuss, but I imagine that the weekly debate is going to be hopefully around additions. Additions. Joe. <laughs> so then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, but turning to listening, thank you for tuning in. Join the Discord below, and if you want to get involved, just drop either of us a message, and we'll see what we can do for you. I hope you, all of you, enjoy yep. the rest of your weekends. Yep, we'll do. And same to you. We will speak all very soon. Thank you again for yep. listening, everyone, and see you later. Bye. See you around. Cheerio.